During the recording of the following episode, we experimented with some of the Discord sound effects, and this did not show up on the recording. So if you hear us pause and laugh for no reason, that's why. <laughs> okay, on with the show. All right, with that, uh, welcome back. Uh, Jordan is on the podcast. Uh, Hello. The first time since... Uh, the last you know, time he was on. The last time he was on. Um, uh, clapping sound effect, please. Damn, Bobby, you're off on this already. We're already lacking, bro. Damn. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> you had one job. Um, <laughs> um, Bobby and Emma are here, too. They're cool, I guess. Okay. Damn. <laughs> Just kidding. We were uh, the ones that were on time. Thank you very much. That's true. <laughs> well, we said eight thirty through nine, so technically I was only like twenty Not minutes. Late. It's nine twenty-six, Tyler. True, but we got out, we all got on at like nine ish. Well, some of us <laughs> were here for almost an hour oh, so before now you're we got on. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right, all right, all right. Um, well, what brought us back to the podcast finally? Well, I'll I'll tell you. Oh. Um, and we knew this was coming, but the the Max or the Warner Brothers Discovery presentation happened. Uh, they announced HBO Max is becoming Max, like, like your friend Max. You're gonna have to differentiate between like the titular, like the titular character from Max and Ruby. <laughs> right, which I don't believe is going to be on the service, unfortunately. Which God means I'm not going to get it. At least at launch. At launch. This is bullshit, Tyler. Why is it my fault? It's your fault. I don't know. It's your fault. Yeah. Just fix it. Okay. I'm on it. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. How are we going to get anything done with those sound effects? <laughs> I don't know if we are. Uh. All right. So what happened was that, um, you know, in the past few months, we've been wondering, um, you know, uh, what's going on with, uh, you know, certain franchises. Um, I mean, we know that the DC reboot's been happening slowly, painfully, um, not in a very organized or foresightful, is that a word, way. Um among other Warner Brothers things. Um, been a year since the last Fantastic Beasts movie. Uh, no form momentum on that whatsoever. So we've been wondering, you know, what's, what's going on? What's going on here? And uh, a week ago, a week before the panel, or the, the upfront, uh, it gets uh, kind of leaked that there's going to be a Harry Potter reboot uh, TV show. Seven seasons, seven books. 10 years, HBO Max, without the HBO. Um, and now it's official. So that's cool. Um, Is it, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, who was asking for this? Um, I... The I ducks, mean, bro. The ducks, Well, we man. all know who was on their knees begging for it, but... Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Um 
No, I... So, to be honest, um, this news is a lot of... Uh, gives me a lot of mixed feelings um, as a longtime fan. And, but I think, to be honest, the last five years has all led up to this moment. I think now that I'm a week removed from it, or at least you know a few days, I think it makes complete sense why this is happening. Um, I think everything has led to this. And it's unfortunate. And when I say everything, I mean everything. I'm talking everything with, with, with the prequels, with J.K. Rowling, with... Um, it's, it's all kind of led to this inevitable spot that we're in. Um, so, uh, I'm going to get into that. But first, why don't I have asked the rest of you three to uh, discuss your thoughts while I go, uh, you know, take care of something real quick. I'll be back in like two seconds. Damn. <laughs> uh, but I want to know how you guys feel. I, I, I definitely in. have some thoughts. I definitely have some thoughts. Jordan, go ahead. I want to hear what you guys have to say first. So... I texted Tyler this because I wasn't sure I was going to be on the podcast. I'll, I'll just read what I said. Um, but it's right here. Ahem. Honestly, the concept of the Harry Potter show is cool. The concept. I like the idea of each season being a different book. It could give characters more time to shine or explore things we never saw in the movies. I do, however, see a problem with it. I'd much rather see a new story in the world of Harry Potter, like how... Like, how is a modern-day Hogwarts dealing with modern or future technology or whatever the hell the first wizard was? It's obvious that HBO, or Max, God, that's the dumbest thing ever, uh, is milking the OG story for money. I'd probably watch it. I don't know. Also, I put a message about how you don't open my TikToks. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a cool concept. Um, but I get, like, everyone's pissed off. I say just, like... Let's just see how it goes because I think HBO or God fucking damn it, Max did really well with The Last of Us. So like, there's a there's a there's a little sliver of hope that they could adapt the books almost to a T, perfect. Obviously, The Last of Us show isn't perfect, but you know it's in my opinion really good. So there's a little little bit of hope, but I'd much rather see that effort put into like a new story, but. That's my opinion. Yeah, I feel pretty similar to that. Like, you do something new, why are we doing this story again? Like, it's like, we're like 11 years removed, 12 years removed from the last Harry Potter movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just seems kind of weird. Now, I was a movie fan first, and then I read the books. I both love the books and the movies, but for me, the movies are like this untouchable nostalgic thing for me that I don't want them to do anything with it like I think it's fine the way it is I know that a lot of you know book fans would be like no they left out this this and that and yeah of course they left out a bunch of stuff because they can't have 800 pages put into a two-hour movie exactly um, but I still think that they're untouchable when it comes to the um the cast and the musical score and the overall coloring of the movies each one getting going from brighter to darker because that's how dark the story gets and 
I just feel like they can't, it's not going to transfer over very well with this show because they've already touched on the original. Like, you're not going to be able to find the same kind of cast again. Not to mention several cast members have passed away. So it's not like if they wanted to ask people to come back, they could. So it's like, I just feel like they are desperate for money. It's just essentially a money grab. And I think that they should have finished what they started with Fantastic Beasts, like they said they were going to. And I just, I really don't want this show. I don't really want to see what's going to happen with it. We don't need it in any any sense of the way that they want to give it to us. I mean, I agree with the fact that it should have been a TV show first and they do a book a season. That makes a lot of sense. But they chose the latter. So, I mean, I just, I really don't know what they're thinking. And to me, it seems like they were trapped in this contract with JK. And she was basically like, no, we have to do this. And they're like, well, it's in our contract. So, I don't know. It just seems desperate. Well spoken. Well said. All of you, especially Emma. Rant um, over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason I'm stalling is because my rant might be very long, so I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah, get get you guys in there. Um, I agree. I think it's not even like to me being a long time fan, grew up with the books and the movies, um, kind of simultaneously. So it's always going to be like my OG. Like, um, I may like I've been like tweeted about other things, you know, <laughs> in the in the past. Um, but this was always Harry Potter. The original series was always my, you know, my number one back in the day. So, um, it's not even that I'm against different adaptations or like, you know, seeing a different version in my lifetime. It's not even about that. It's just the timing of it. Um, really. And the fact that it's yet again, they're trying to capture the lightning in a bottle factor of it being a live action long term retaining the same cast for a decade kind of thing that seems like a recipe for a disaster to me um i mean they tr- obviously they tried it and it worked the first time which i think they got lucky because there were so many times when things were about to go wrong um but they, you know cast was they were going to leave like midway through a lot of the main trio you know things like that which people don't even remember that anymore because the movies ended up, and obviously they're not perfect adaptations, but they're about as loyal as you could hope for in kind of modern filmmaking, like, to be honest. Um, they changed things here and there. There's, there's, there's a huge book, so they definitely left some things out. But um, they are, they stand on their own as pretty excellent movies. Uh, book to movie adaptations some of the best that exist really um and there's definitely a lot of room to do stuff on a tv show for sure it's just the timing of it is so transparent of like why they're doing this and like how desperate they are it just it comes across as like ooh this might be this might be something not so good. <laughs> I mean, the show will probably be good. 
that's not even the question, to, to be honest. To me, it's just... Um, they will make two seasons, probably, that are going to be good. <laughs> I think it might fall apart after a couple seasons. You're right. Um, what I've also heard... I've heard a suggestion that might be cool if they want to take their time with it more is, like, for instance, House of the Dragon, how they do time jumps in that show and they recast pretty pretty like spot on so i'm wondering if they want to do something like that where every couple few seasons uh if the kids are getting too old they can recast the roles again now i don't know how well that would go over but i've seen that suggested and it's not that's not a terrible option because you think about it they're obviously accounting for some time, like ten years, seven seasons over ten years, is what they've said, and they're so they're still accounting for the amount of time it would take. But even then, television takes so much longer to come out these days, um, between seasons. Which I don't know why that's happening. That seems a little ridiculous, but um, it's probably working conditions. Yeah, think about that. Think about the um, all the effects they're going to have to do, that are going to have to be. Such high quality um, on a television show. Now, now, to be to be clear, HBO is still a thing. You know, um, even when this becomes Max, it's just that. And w- when they first like announced HBO Max, that was my thing. Is that was I was always like, that's going to be too confusing for people. They're not going to understand that this is like the Warner Brothers streaming service because that's what it actually is. Um, and they're not going to see it that way. They're going to see it as just like an HBO thing, which I get that. that that's, like a, that's like a mark of quality so that I get what they were going for. But I always thought that was kind of like a weird choice. But now HBO Max is like a household name. So I was clearly wrong about that. Uh, people love it. It's, it's clearly known as one of the highest quality things. And it seems like they're just gutting it um, to that be more. That fucking baffles me. Like it, it really does. It's just it's just filled with all this all this other like reality TV stuff that nobody cares about. Um, well, people do. People do care about it, but they're complete, they're trying to appease completely different audiences that don't go together, and they're just diluting everything. And it just I don't really get it. Um, so, but the Harry Potter show is supposed to be a Max original. Max original, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, they—that's the other thing. They've already had things that are called Max originals, like things that are on HBO Max already that are originals, like right. all the like Titans and Doom Patrol and yeah. whatever. Those are Max the originals already. No, Last of Us is an HBO show, so oh, it is okay. it is classic HBO. That's that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to differentiate. Like, there's a difference between they're all under the same umbrella, but HBO will still be HBO. Um, Succession, Last of Us, White Lotus. Barry, right. House of the Dragon, that will all still be HBO. So that's so, not. So what you're telling worry. me is that the Harry Potter show will not be under HBO. Uh, that is correct. Okay, never mind. Understand. I take back my. They're gonna fuck it up. <laughs> that's what I I'm mean, saying. Now this, from what I've seen from Warner Brothers, obviously after this whole HBO Max to Max thing <laughs> seems kind of silly. I feel like Warner Brothers is like on the up and up a little bit like they're on their way back to the top slowly but surely i mean i don't know what you guys are thinking but i feel like they're making a few better choices but obviously like this whole max problem and 
basically fucking doing whatever they want is kind of screwy, but I think that they're, I, I'm just, I would really love to be a fly in the wall at all of these tables, like these meetings, every, every person that's meeting at HBO Max, Warner Brothers, whatever. I just want to know what's going through their mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can, I can kind of speak to that from what I've seen is that a lot of these moves, like including the cancellation of a lot of stuff, um, including fully filmed movies like Batgirl. Oh my uh, God. What a nightmare. Is, is part of a consolidation thing. There's been whispers about that. Um, and I think that's the case. So that's why you're seeing a lot of them. They're using, they're trying to use their biggest IP, um, do whatever they can with them. Like there's, there's going to be no franchise untapped in the, within this, you know, next half a decade, we're going to be seeing, and that's from every studio. We're going to be seeing them. You like Amazon just announced like eight new shows based on like old movies, like legally blonde or some shit. Like they're just like every, every like movie yeah. they have the rights to, they're just going to make a TV show out of. It's like, it's getting a little ridiculous. So what like, you're saying yeah, well, is like, we're going to get Jaws 5. Correct. Oh Fuck God. yeah. It's just like, how unoriginal can you be? And why aren't you hiring people that have brand new, original, uh, you know, ideas and creations, people who need jobs, people who deserve jobs that could, you know, put you back on the map? Like, I just don't understand that. Like, I feel bad for all the people that are, you know, people like us, Tyler, like we would love to work in the industry and be a part of all these amazing projects, but it's like, they're not going to look at people doing original projects. They're going to look at the people who have the money to do projects like the Harry Potter series to do it all over again, because people love it so much. And I'm like, I just, I don't understand. Like, I mean, because despite... I'm not inside the mind of like an exec at Warner brothers, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it's just, the problem is Emma is that we can all say that we can all complain about it, but the problem is that people will show up. <laughs> That's the, yeah. That's the biggest problem. I will say A24 has been doing a hell of a good job of just pumping yeah. out original stuff. Oh, yeah. That's true. They just greenlit um, a project for uh, Rocka Rocka, which I was shocked by. What is Rocka Rocka? It's a really uh, gross YouTube channel. They make like Jesus. really gory stuff, and it's like weird how good it is. But they got greenlit for a project. Sounds yummy. See, that's exciting. They do a lot of they do do a lot of uh, original stuff, and original stuff just still like happens. Like you know, you look at HBO itself, and you know, there's still huge hits there, like Sunday Night Appointment <laughs> Television, like Succession. You know, like that still happens, but it's few and far between. You know, or like your your average Netflix hit is usually something original. Um, at least it's not like Netflix where everything gets canceled after two seasons. Well, that's uh, true. Not that's... even two seasons. It's usually after one. <laughs> Yeah, Netflix just like or it gets canceled before episode one, making me worried for my Gears of War really show, good. bro. Oh my gosh, Netflix is a whole other mess. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole thing there. Um, we could we could go on and on and on about each platform being a mess for certain reasons. <laughs> we could. Although uh, Hulu is doing all right, Hulu is doing okay. I have not seen anything chirping from them. So well, I feel like they're about to sell them. <laughs> well, that's that's because they're owned by disney now yeah. so they're just kind of keeping it there 
because people like it. Yeah. Like, it really has no reason to exist because they have Disney Plus. But, but the, I, well, the other reason behind that is that um, people may not know this, but um, Disney only has like two thirds of Hulu. There's actually a third of the share is owned by Universal, um, which that is makes interesting. Sense. Uh, so it's kind of like one of those things where if they were to buy it wholesale from them and then <coughs> Disney were to totally own it, then they'd probably shut it down, fold it into Disney plus. But until then it's just kind of, it's just going to kind of exist. Um, yeah. They haven't done that already. I know it's there's probably, probably reasons. It's probably useful to have it as like, a I, yeah, marketing I mean, and demographic thing. in our household, we use it as, uh, the Hulu live. So we don't have cable. We use that instead. Oh, wow. And, now they've added Nickelodeon and MTV and VH1. And it's like, I mean, you don't really, I, I don't think they should merge it. Cause I feel like that's a huge pull for Hulu slash Disney. I mean, they still get a pull in that, but yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's like, I think it's, I may be wrong, but I think we pay because we also pay for HBO Max through that. And that's another good thing about Hulu Live is that you can either access Showtime or HBO Max or you can get both as an add-on and you're still paying $100 or less for cable as compared to Comcast who charges at least $200 plus a month. Exactly. So there's incentive for people to use these package deals. So yeah. that's why some things are going to be, you know, they'll still exist for one yeah. reason or another um but yeah so but i'll tell you what even though it's this age of ip and like this is it's this is the this is what's going on these are the wars these are how these companies you know compete um there are reasons why we're getting this harry potter show besides that um and you know the past uh several years of all this all this stuff has kind of led to this and i'll explain why um so obviously i i've i've been the number one shooter for uh fantastic beasts since it was announced okay um because i was kind of i was kind of bummed <laughs> yes thank you thank you <laughs> i was kind of bummed after harry potter ended but i was kind of you know i was chilling i was all right and then um they announced they announced it as a new. Uh, when they first announced it, they announced it was going to be a film series. They announced at least three, so I was, and they announced that it was going to follow Newt Scamander and all this, and I was like, "Whoa, this is like a crazy, you know, new left field choice," um, you know, and and I think it is interesting, and it happened like it wasn't too long after the last Harry Potter movie came out that the first spinoff finally happened. It was only a five year difference. Um, and I think that might have played into why those films didn't work out. Um, I think it was, on the one hand, a little too soon after Harry Potter, and I think it was also too left field of a like a story to tell. I actually think and this might be a controversial opinion, but I think the first Fantastic Beast movie is a perfect prequel. I think it's about the best you could do with with a prequel. And I'll, because I can agree with that. Well, the reason I say that is because if you look at it, it's like a totally original new story set in the same world, but there's no is that is that 
Does that wrapper taste good to you? Uh, uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> It's a it's a baby Yoda gummy. Is it a big gummy? Yeah. What, what kind of gummy? Uh, I don't know. Is it the fun kind? Yeah, like no, a good kind. That, or... I oh, should no, get no. the fun kind. My... Don't you? <laughs> I'll go get the fun kind. Don't even bother. Um. But anyways, uh, if you go back and look at that movie, um, whatever your opinions are on it. I don't understand why people saw that as like, oh, they're milking a franchise. They're milking it. Milking it would be to do like a story about Harry's parents or the Tom Riddle story everyone wants to see or, you know, a direct sequel. This is like something totally different. There's like no nostalgia play at all. It's like in a different time period, different city, different country, different characters with like barely tangential connections to Harry Potter other than obviously or they live in the spells, a couple name drops. So to me, this was always like the super fresh, you know, brand new thing that I was excited to get into, you know? Um, and they kind of over ambitiously announced it as five movies, uh, right? When the first one came out, which in hindsight was probably stupid. Um, because now it seems like after three movies in, uh, it's kind of done. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think we're going to get four and five. Um, at least anytime well, soon. I'm, you know what, Tyler? I'm just as upset as you were, you know, after seeing the third one. Like, you could definitely tell, like, that was it. Like, yeah. So, I after. Mean, yeah. yeah. No, no, you're, you're fine. It's just, it's sad to dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. So, I think after, you know, a couple movies in, um, I think the other problem was that after the first movie, they kind of. It's weird because it's kind of like these movies are kind of like I would describe them as kind of like crossovers to like different films that don't exist. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like there's like all this stuff going on um, with the with the Beast characters and with the Dumbledore Grindelwald stuff. It's just too much for like a single film. It's like if we got Avengers movies with no like, so you know what I mean? No, so, no yeah, right. Up. Right. And I'm not, and listen, that's coming from me. And like, honestly, there's like 40% of the audience that that's what it's like. Right. Well, I, and I'm not even like saying we need like a, like a Newt movie and a Tina movie. I'm not saying that shit. I'm just yeah. saying that like, um, and you, you know, coming from me, who's the big Snyder fan, um, I don't think they needed to do a bunch of spin off. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> was, I don't think that, that was meant. That was, was meant. Right there. I don't think they need to do. I don't think you need a bunch of setup movies to. Uh, the Avengers was just the best comparison I have. Um, it, it feels like you're missing context for things. That's the problem. Um, I think. I think. I think. I respect the ambition of trying to do this in a single film series, but you've clearly got two separate film series here that are trying to be one. And I think that's the problem is that there's just not enough time to uh, fully develop everything. At least it did feel like that. I'm, I, I yeah. agree. I wouldn't say that there's not enough time. I would say that they don't give it time. True. True. I think if you're writing longer movies, put out well, a longer movie. The like, like the flash forward shit, like with like the history stuff and the second one was cool. Mm -hmm. But it was like. Hey, we're gonna try to do this in a future movie. It's like okay, 
do it yeah do it then that'd be sick <laughs> right right although, although now depending on how involved in the writing she is i'm kind of curious how she would wrap that up right <laughs> who, who would who would be the good guys well so that's the other thing i think there's been also on top of the the genuine criticism i think the the movies are still a lot better than people give them credit for but yeah. i think there's also a lot of disingenuous criticism like i've seen a lot of people especially with the second movie and Sorry if you're listening to this and you haven't seen these movies because you're going to be a little lost for a little bit. It's but been a don't minute. worry, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll catch on. Even um, if you watch them, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, the end of the second movie, uh, Grindelwald shows like he he holds this rally and he shows this vision of the future of World War II that's coming in the next 15 years after the movie is set. And I think a lot of people. See that maybe this has something to do with people just saw the movie once and they never saw it again, or they just they just see it, they just hear it from other people and they dogpile, you know, because of because of J.K. Rowling and different reasons, and we'll get into that. But I think these movies in particular have a lot of disingenuous criticism thrown at them because um, it's easy to do that because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Yeah, the movie is not saying that <laughs> i guess what's the what's the argument people make is that the good guys are trying to make sure the holocaust happens that's not <laughs> that's not what the movie's implying okay the point is there's we have evil wizard bad guy is showing you the muggle war that's going to happen and he's saying look at what's going to happen like this is why we have to take control it's right. a manipul- it's a manipulation tactic. We can take advantage of this. Right. It's it, like people are taking him at face value. And it's like that's exactly what the character is trying to do. So right. what I'm saying is media literacy zero for this. This is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm saying that people just don't aren't getting what the movie's saying. But anyway, that's like a minor thing, but that that kind of is also a recurring theme is that yeah, it's like all these things can coexist at the same time. Like, yes, the movies can be messy, overambitious, but also there's people that are um, kind of misinterpreting or um, just being willfully ignorant because it's easy to dogpile on certain franchises and certain things, you know. And I think, especially with J.K. Rowling, given her activities the past few years. I think there's a lot of that going on, like you saw with uh, the Hogwarts Legacy game that just came out. Um, yeah, people kind of grasping at straws to point out, like, uh, or be critical of certain aspects and like choices. Just, just kind of digging up anything they can, and kind of just interpreting things in the way that that fits the narrative, you know. Um, and I think that's been happening a lot. And, and and you even get into so obviously the second movie came out and it was not. Uh, super well received at the time. Looking back on it, it's not that bad, but it you know they they just needed to do better. You know they needed to yeah. release a longer movie or rewrite. Well, they needed some rewrites or something. That's where, like I said earlier, they don't want to put the time into it because they want to pump these out so fast. Right. Like they're not taking their time to. They don't even have to perfect them. I mean in a sense, sure, perfect these movies, but, like, they're not taking the time to make them the best that they can be. I mean, one of the biggest problems, I can't remember, I think it was the end of the first one where they had Professor McGonagall, and they're like, um, she wasn't even born yet. (laughs) 
yeah that was in the second one Um, yeah yeah like they were like uh that like that was just fan service which was like cool in a you know when you think about it that's really cool but at the same time that the math ain't mathin man yeah and those kind of things are like i I wonder who these were like it's it's funny because as the movies continued the fan service increased as well um and yet the the box office numbers declined (laughs) so it's like what message were they getting that made them think they needed to do that i don't know because yeah the first one popped off and like i said there's like and maybe it was because it was the first one and nobody knew what to expect from it but that first movie has like nothing nostalgic about it really to be honest like um so i don't understand why they felt the need to and again i love jude law's dumbledore which he's great he's great in the role but like the more the movies went on, the more characters they added, the more Hogwarts they put in. And all that stuff is usually like the weakest part of those movies. So I don't understand why they felt the need to keep doing that. Because um, Dumbledore is a recognizable That's interesting. Character. Yeah. Well, interesting true, but what, you what I'm saying say is... That, Tyler. Yeah, which part? Just the... the... Just like the, the whole, you know, them including so many characters and like including the Hogwarts stuff and this, that, and the other. Like, that's... It's interesting. I... Okay, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. I was just going to let you, let you cook. No, um, no, I I was cooking and then I think I burned what I was cooking. You, burn, you singed so... it a little bit. That's all right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's literally, my brain went from big to small. You were like, yeah, Tyler, you got it. And then you were like, uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I think. Um, so after the second one came out, they. Uh, there were a lot of big revelations and such, and it kind of took the fan base by storm. But there was a definite box office decline. Um, it went from the first one made eight hundred million, which is really good, <laughs> like for a movie that has you know it had a totally like brand new title. Like uh, it kind of had it had had strong legs. Eight hundred million is like right in the range of the original movies. So I don't understand why they were like thinking we need to like do i don't know it's just weird to me but um second movie takes a big hit about 650 million so really not a good trend not a good sign um the third third one was delayed uh by a couple years um and then in that time obviously way more controversies happen uh johnny depp gets recast ezra miller is doing whatever ezra miller's doing jk rowling doing whatever she's doing um add all that on top of covid reshoots rewrites um delays all this stuff fantastic beast 3 finally comes out secrets of dumbledore and uh, i think it's it was a solid return to form um it simplified things it really balanced all the storylines and characters pretty well but you can also tell that things were changed it's very it's very rise of skywalker in a way it's very much like we need to wrap all this stuff up and because people were not <coughs> really responding to everything. So this might be the last one we do. So let's make sure everything wraps up in a nice little, nice little bow at the end. So that's kind of what it yeah. felt like. Um, and it, it I, I'm happy with the, with the trilogy I have. I think there's a lot of merit to these films and I think they'll be looked back on more fondly. But people were not, were just not interested at this current time. 
um, and what they were trying to do. And I think it's it's hilarious. Hey, Tyler, that the bow was not nicely wrapped up. It was a Christmas morning wrapped present. Uh-oh. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong. That um, bow was not pretty. Yeah. Um, some characters, they just, like, they didn't resolve at all, but they just didn't show up in the movie. Uh, like Nagini, for example. Gone. <laughs> like, we don't know what happened to her. Oh my um, god, I'm so angry about that because I want to know more. Like, there's such this gap in, like, any of the Harry Potter anything. Like, I, well, that's what, what I'm saying. What like, is, like, who is Nagini? Like, why, why Voldemort? What? I, literally? That's what I'm saying. Speechless. They, they, would, they would have followed up on that. I haven't watched sure. the third one. Fucking Voldemort's in it? No, he's not. No, just like oh. the how it ties into why Nagini ends up with Voldemort. And why Nagini is only a snake in Harry Potter. When well, they explain. Badass bitch. Oh, yeah. She was in the second movie with Credence. She was following him around Paris. Like, she right. was a character. She, you find out she's a human. She's something called a maledictus, which means she's, she's going to turn into a snake forever, eventually. So that opens oh. up a lot of. Yeah, they explained that she's. They explain that in the movie, so you you just gotta you gotta like God you gotta you gotta, you gotta rewatch these movies. It's been a long time since I last watched the second movie. <laughs> you must have, because they literally like this guy in the circus literally explains her entire situation. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm gonna shut my mouth. Directly to the audience, he's like, "This is what she is, and this is what's gonna happen." Just so you clearly understand where this character is going in a future movie. You know, that's basically what it was. That kind of makes um, the snake kind of fucking lame. What? That she's like a lady? Yeah, man. I just wanted to be a <laughs> okay, fucking snake. All right. First you come after Italians earlier, mister. Listen, they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. I think it makes they don't it exist. interesting. <laughs> no, yeah. I just wanted Nagini to be a big used, snake, man. The guinea used to be this hot snake lady, and then she was like, Kind of badass, and but we don't know why she turned bad. She, she, was she a is guy. a hot snake lady. She's just not a lady in the uh, physical being of the sense. <laughs> True, but that's another funny thing is that that movie, kind of Crimes of Grindelwald specifically, takes a lot of like prior established Harry Potter things, but makes like a new version of it to fit the like what the needs of the new plot points like right nagini she's not an animagus like the other animals we've seen she's a new thing <laughs> that makes more sense that fits her character you know um Dumbledore and grindelwald they didn't make an unbreakable vow like you've seen before they did a blood pact it's a different thing um but it does the same thing but it's like a new thing you know what i mean so yeah. it's like it kind of feels like jk rowling was like oh that would be cool but like that's a little too restrictive for the story I'm telling. So I'm gonna write this new thing that's similar, but it's kind of this serves the same. Isn't point. that her writing in general? This is true. This is true. She's known for this. <laughs> um, something. Some things are set up really well. Other things, not so much. Now, hear me out. So now that you just made that comparison to the you know unbreakable um, vow and the blood pact, what if? Because. I mean, when you think of, like, Luna Lovegood, her mother liked to experiment with spells. What if the Unbreakable Vow was an experimental spell, and it was just implemented later on after the blood, the blood pact was, you know, a consistent type of magic that people were using, 
and they came up with something else called the unbreakable vow. You well, know, wonderful theory, Emma, but I have to shut it down immediately because God damn it. <laughs> in the same movie, <laughs> they talk about unbreakable vows in the same movie. Shut uh, up. Oh, my God. When was the last time I Yusuf, saw these movies? Yeah, clearly it has been a while because, uh, well, it's, it's a throwaway line, but Yusuf Kama, the French African guy, um, oh. he made an unbreakable vow with his dad to kill uh remember that whole flashback scenes that he goes through and lita goes through it's a whole thing um they explain that oh my god um, the second movie doesn't exist in my brain that's what i'm saying like people saw it once and then like forgot everything i literally <laughs> own it <laughs> i that's literally hilarious. only remember the world war ii thing oh that's my literally god. in the last maybe maybe i didn't like it i know i didn't like the ending um Maybe I just didn't like it, and I repressed those memories in my brain, and I just made myself forget. That's what I'm saying. I think the the problem is that they just they didn't grab people's attentions, other than like the hardcore fans. Even some hardcore fans didn't get attached. Um, yeah. So I think that was, and I don't know what if they 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 thought the missing secret sauce was all the Hogwarts stuff. Maybe that's true, but I don't think it is um, personally. Um, but anyway, um, but I think the, the, the issue is that like Fantastic Beasts was their, you know, big swing for their second film series. Now, regardless if it was overstuffed or not, um, it was the establishing of the wizarding world as like the franchise, you know, to kind of expand it beyond just the, the title character of Harry Potter. Um, and if you notice, each movie takes place in a new country and, they, when the first one was coming out, they started to talk about all the other wizarding schools that are around the world. They started to go into detail about all this world building and stuff. And so each movie was going to, was the, the, it was kind of used as a tool. This film series was going to be kind of, you're going to see all these new countries that we can then, you know, now we can explore the whole world, you know? And throughout this, you know, it's set in the mid, you know, mid, uh, mid 20th century. And it's all this, you know, all these period pieces and it's that was the intention is to kind of expand through this story and i think that's a kind of brilliant idea kind of uh uh pretty smart way of doing it but it just didn't catch people's attention i guess or you know it didn't didn't work out that way so you know people are saying why not tell new stories new stories well in their mind they just tried that and it didn't nobody cared so that's why they're going back to the original story because they literally tried this <laughs> like they tried exactly what people are asking for and people whether you know and i don't know i'm not saying it's the audience's fault um for not liking certain movies um but i'm also saying that what people were asking for what people are still asking for now that's the other thing is that what people actually want is direct Harry Potter spinoffs to characters they already know. Um, I was just about to say that. And I get that. I get that. But to me, and this goes to other franchises, <laughs> Emma. <laughs> so mad Emma at just, myself. Emma just, well, the, no, that's the, th that's the thing. It's not even your fault, Emma. It's like, so to, for context, Emma just shared a meme. <laughs> says every time she's wrong about skill issue, Emma. <laughs> Well, that's the thing is that people just like these are movies that people haven't revisited, evidently, 
because people don't like know what they're talking about when they <laughs> talk about them. So like, it's people fine. just aren't. You can call me out. I haven't watched. I'm not even... it. That's the thing, Emma. Is like you're a fan and you're yeah. not even rewatching these movies. Like I am, but I, that's because I'm a weirdo and I'm invested. But like to the casual viewer, they just didn't grab people in the same way, um, for whatever reason. Um, and I think, but yeah, I think what people really want is direct things that tie into Harry Potter. They want the Marauders. They want the Order yeah. of the Phoenix. They want yep. the Founders. Founders is a good idea. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but, and I love those. I, I love the Founders idea. I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm medium on the, you know, direct prequels and sequels. But to me, it was always more admirable and more interesting to go for something completely new completely new settings, new characters. And obviously, even some of the characters that returned, like Nagini, that we didn't know was a person. Uh, Nicholas Flamel was in there. That was cool. He was probably going to play a bigger role at some point, but he was in the movie for no reason. Um, you know, things like that, which is like, they could have, you know, cooked with that, but they didn't. Um, so to me, and I guess, I don't know if I'm just crazy or if my tastes are just different than the majority of people, but like, I always admired that it was trying to do a totally new story. And evidently people just don't want to see that. Now, if it was just straight up, they just weren't shy about it, and it was just straight up Dumbledore prequel, people might have responded better to it. I think the the branding, the franchise branding was also a mess. Like, okay, you're starting this new, so the Wizarding World is your, fran, is your brand, right? That's your franchise. That's your umbrella. So, but then we have these Fantastic Beast movies. Okay, that's a film series. Okay, but then you're like you're making the Fantastic Beast title like microscopic <laughs> in the marketing. I was, I was gonna say that like does, it felt like they were um, they were ashamed to call them that for some reason. Well, not even that. It just felt like two different movies were happening at the same time. Like this dude's you're exploring right. the world and like doing this all this like zoo shit for a lack of a better word and then like it gets sh uh sidetracked immediately for yeah. this world war ii dumbledore's out here doing something <laughs> like yeah it felt like i feel like that's that could be a reason why people were so turned off was because they went in expecting like this whole new side of the wizarding world where like you're seeing all these like fantastic beasts haha um but then you just go in and it's just this war of like dumbledore yeah, like, they just got jabated. <laughs> they did get jabated, and it's like I think that was that expectation was weird, and it's like they it, it's almost like they knew that because they made the Fantastic Beast title, so it's that, so small you can barely read it. Um, but it's like either commit or don't. Like, I would I think, love to see a wizard T Rex, bro. That would have been dope as shit. But no, bro. I I think I think yeah. I think I, first. So I think there's like. Diff those are like all different conversations like either just do different film series like just, just try don't try to do these things on the same like story. if they had started from the like from the very start it was all about dumbledore i feel like it would have been different from the get-go i agree and all vice versa i think if they would just focused on the beasts and done a world globe trotting indiana jones with wizards thing uh that also would have worked that would have sold so well because kids are stupid. They they <laughs> want they want to buy toys and shit. Dragons. They don't want to. They don't give a shit I'm about saying. Dumbledore. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give they me didn't... a Norwegian Ridgeback. All right. I want right. A, I want an action figure of that man. At the or end of the day, the, they're the kids Chinese movies. Fireball. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're kids movies, and I feel like halfway through, they're just like, yeah, Dumbledore. 
and like all this shit that's going on. Dumbledore had a boyfriend during World War II, and you need to know all about it. <laughs> well, the problem is that like, I came here for dragons. <laughs> they, they like they, they really like. You're right. There's a lot of uh, elements that would be suitable for kids, but then there's all this this like World War II shit, and it's like <laughs> clearly not. It's clearly an adult story. Well, I mean, what's a Holocaust? <laughs> I don't know, Timmy. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's like I think it's treating the audience. It's trying to treat the audience with respect, I think, in saying that, like, but I think it's a, it's, it was just a mistake to, to try to do all this in one go, you know? Um, it doesn't, doesn't, just doesn't, didn't fit. I agree. Now, um, in one way, would you say that it's also lazy of, because I don't know how much has been posted and said on Pottermore, where they share more stuff about the Harry Potter lore and just that, that world in general. I mean, it almost seems lazy to me that no one, and I guess I could be directly saying J.K. Rowling, has not written, like, stories about the Marauder's Map, the Founders, like, they haven't written anything more than just, like, this is what this is, and this is what this is, and that's all that they're going to say about it. It just seems lazy to me. I mean, frankly, it's not laziness i think it's just that she doesn't want to <laughs> to be honest with you um and she's the creator you know she gets yeah. the, she she has such a hold on the ip yeah that what she wants goes um and i think um that was the other thing is that when the first when the fantastic beast movies first started coming out um the first one what like in the lead up to release they started releasing stories on Pottermore, which is no longer Pottermore, it's wizardingworld.com, but um, it was Pottermore still at the time. Um, they were like, she released like the history of magic in North America, all this lore and backstory um, about like the wizarding school there and like Native American magic and stuff like that. And people kind of got a little, they were a little like not super down with her, like, you know, cultural appropriation was the, you know, people were accusing it of that. Um, and unfortunately that's kind of why they just stopped doing that. <laughs> they were going to like, they were probably going to dro- have like big lore drops for each, like, you know, different b- before each movie. And they just stopped doing that because they didn't want the backlash. I think if you were just bring on other writers who like are within those cultures, you're trying to represent that would help immensely. You know, if you're trying to like integrate your fantasy into like real world mythology, um, having people that are knowledgeable about that stuff instead of just, you know, having the British, the old British lady do it, you know? Well, you um, don't want, you don't want an Indian version, but it's just like the British India version. No, <laughs> I don't want that. It's just like a Zulu, Zulu tribe movie, but it's just visiting world version. I mean, is, would that not be cool? <laughs> I mean, it'd be shit. something. It'd be cool. It'd be something. But... It'd be some. It'd be a movie. It would be a film. Um. But anyways, um. So I think that I think it's also unfortunate that like, especially the third movie is kind of like. It's one of those situations where like the studio could have learned any lesson. <coughs> they could have learned any lesson they wanted to from that. Um, because there was so much going on that they can literally blame that movie's failure on anything, which is really unfortunate because. Um, you could blame it on J.K. Rowling. You could blame it on 
uh, lack of interest in the series. You could blame it on Johnny Depp recasting. You could blame it on Ezra Miller. You could blame it on anything. You could blame it on the representation in the movie. Um, which that's the other thing is that like this is like this is like at the height of J.K. Rowling's uh, decline in popularity, and this movie comes out, and it's honestly like one of the most. Um, I agree, Emma. Um, one of the most, what's the word? Like, um, the most well-told, uh, love stories, uh, or like representation of gay characters in a major blockbuster that I've ever seen. Um, the Dumbledore Grindelwald stuff is handled super well. Like, it's what the whole movie is about. They don't shy away from it. They don't show them kiss as youngsters or anything, but um like it's open. Like they're they're literally talking about it in the movie. Like Dumbledore literally says straight to his face, I was in love with you. He says to the other characters, I was in love with Grindelwald, we made this blood pact, this is why we can't fight each other. You know, like there there's you don't really get that. Like yeah, you get like two characters kiss in Eternals, but like they're not real characters, so like why does it matter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not in the movie at all. This is like the the literally the the main plot of the movie <laughs> is uh Dumbledore is in love with uh a bad guy wizard wizard Hitler who uh you know they used to they used to um want to rule the world together and now there's just this this been this tragic split uh and he's dealing with that and like Newt is still ha- Newt sells a big part of the movie. I think actually the third movie is the best balance between the Dumbledore storyline and the and the Beast storyline, because the Beast stuff is like integral to the main plot. But it's really Dumbledore's character arc. It's really his movie, and nobody went to see it. Uh, to be to be frank, uh, yeah. I made mean, four four hundred million dollars, which you know it's it's we're still it was in the post COVID you know it was just kind of bouncing back, but. No Way Home made almost two billion a few months before. Top Gun Maverick made a billion a few months later. I mean, people maybe just be selective about the movies they're seeing, but the writing was on the wall, to be to be frank. Um, and, and it's a shame, I think, because you know the movie's not perfect, but it it does a lot of things really well in a lot of really respectful ways, and it's probably some of the best gay representation we've had in a movie, like. Um, at least in a, in, a, in a blockbuster of like, you know, a family-oriented sort of audience, um, and nobody, but nobody cared, you know. And I think it's, and I'm not like knocking anybody if you just if you're not into these movies, but I just think it's it's a shame because they really tried some stuff and they really went for it, and it was yeah. just too little, too late, you know. Pop um, off, pop off. Thanks, thanks. Um, I'm just listening. I'm like snapping my fingers. This is poetic. <laughs> Thank you. I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, there you go. Round of applause. Um, we and I think, d- despite me agreeing that these should have been separate ideas, separate stories, I still want to see how they would end it. You know? Um, oh, yeah. With two, well, with that's two more. Thing. You know? That's when I said earlier they should have finished what they started. Like, they were already like knee deep into this project. And it's like, they already told us five movies, you're already three in, you're more than halfway there. Like you might as well keep going. And I honestly, 
in hindsight, I am glad how they ended the third one with like the way they ended off the main cast of Beast characters. Yeah. You know, that was really nice. Um, I'm really glad they did that. Um, I think that was a good send off. You know, considering they, you know, essentially ended it that way, so that way, if they did make another one, it would still be okay. But if that was yeah. the last one, that was it. Like, like they literally Newt's like, and I do it again, and he's yeah. like, you rock on, and then that's it. Um, and the way I'm not, you know, this isn't a review of Secrets of Dumbledore, but I just want to get into that a little bit. That ending, that ending is so poignant because. Um, you have all the beast characters are they're they're in the little bakery. Spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie, but whatever. I don't think anybody cares. Um, spoilers, they have Jacob and Queenie's wedding at the end, and yeah. um, they're all there. They're all happy. Like all the characters are reunited and everything. And Dumbledore stays outside, um, and he looks on and he sees that they're all happy. There's all all these <laughs> all these uh all these couples are getting together. And he looks in and with like this kind of this bittersweet melancholy that he thinks he can never have that. He thinks yeah. he had his chance. He thinks that he'll never love again. That's, that's what a great, like, that is beautiful. That is tragic. That, what a way to end a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, a, what a character that Dumbledore is, you know? Um, that's, that's great. And yeah, sorry to pop off a little bit, but that's what I'm just, you know, I think, like I said, I think with time, people will come to respect these movies more. I think people just like haven't really revisited them or haven't really given them a chance, you know. Um but I think with time people will uh people will enjoy them more, you know. Um, well, and I I think that with this uh, you know, Harry Potter series that they're saying they're going to put into action, um I think that's going to spark people's interest again, which in a way is yeah. good for the show, but at the mm-hmm. same time where was this attention all this time in the last 20 years when Harry Potter has been a thing, you know? Right. right. And that's the other thing is that Harry Potter itself, um, the original stories, ha- that popularity has never wavered. Um, yeah, I can I agree with that. I mean, I think yeah. like once a year I get together with like some of my closest friends and we have Harry Potter marathons. I mean, right. I have a Harry Potter tattoo one of my childhood best friends. We've been friends since diapers. That's the one thing that we bond over the most. And I mean, I have such beautiful memories when it comes to the Harry Potter movies. I mean, they did a midnight book release for, I think it was maybe either Deathly Hallows or uh, Half-Blood Prince in the town next to ours. They did all these cool little events and they were handing out chocolate frogs and like my grandma would buy Harry Potter books for Christmas gifts for my brother and my sister. Cause at the time I was too young to read them, but it's like, I literally found the receipt to, um, when my grandma bought the order of the Phoenix for my brother for Christmas in 2006. And I feel like that's a, an important piece of history and I don't want to lose that receipt. Oh yeah. Like, I just I... have so many beautiful <laughs> memories and just like this huge nostalgia factor for me when it comes to Harry Potter. Like it's just a safe place for me. Like it's so easy to watch. I enjoy it. I get lost in what the world of Harry Potter is and it keeps my imagination going. And I don't care if anyone says that it's stupid because there's people out there that are like, I'm not a Harry Potter person. This is stupid, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe you should learn to have an imagination and maybe you won't be so bitter about life. No, I totally, I, I totally, I totally agree. I have a lot of memories with that too. I went to the book releases, you know, when I was a kid, 
Um, I think I was a little bit, like, a little too young. Because I feel like if I was a little bit older when they were coming out, I would have, like, really uh, been more of a book book purist, probably. But because I was so young, like, I loved the books, but I was also, like... Um, big into the movies, you know. Oh yeah, I was, I was yeah. growing up. A movie well, and that's kid, like our you know? our generation was just slightly too young when those books came out. Yeah. But I had two older siblings, four and six years older than me, that were you know reading these books and enjoying them, while I got to you know see the movies and enjoy those, and then yeah. eventually grow into the books as right. a young adult or a teenager, whatever. And you know, it just everything comes full circle and. I just I never want to let go of how happy that that makes me. Yeah, exactly. And I think that kind of um is a testament to like how um I'm kind of getting into a, you know, more uh deeper discussion here, but I think for for some people <clears throat> when they read a story or when they're getting into a story, um they they get attached to the confines of that story not everybody wants to see you know um um all this other stuff from it this new you know they 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 love that story for what it is they love that world for what it is based on the story they love so i think um that's another thing that people are uh, that i'm starting to learn is that um uh people don't uh people like get attached to things in a different way where they love the harry potter story uh you know, one to seven, they love that world that that is confined within those books. They they love that. Um, that's great. That's fine. I get it. Um, and that's why I think that a remake or reboot is going to be so popular because um, now I'm also not of the mindset that like if they're doing this, they need to like y- like do line for line adaptations. I don't think that's ever. Yeah. That should ever be a thing. I don't think that should ever be a thing. And some people disagree with that, including people we're friends with, Elite or uh, Emma. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. oh uh, really? I, I'm sure I can tell who yeah. it is. Um, that's our girl, though. <laughs> yeah, that's our girl, though. Um, but yeah, I, I have I have immense love for that, and I haven't read the books in like at least a decade, <laughs> if not more. Like, yeah, and I'm probably. currently I'm literally halfway through Order of the Phoenix right now. And that concludes our discussion for this week. But next week, we'll continue the conversation. And I might have some exclusive behind-the-scenes scoops for you. They might be cooking more for this franchise than we think they are. So come back next week, and we'll talk all about it. Bye.